Now, the very first step to making meal prep a success and to make it as effortlessness, as, I can't say that word, to make it effortlessly, to make it as effortless as possible, the first thing you need to do is evaluate your schedule. Reality says that you really need to see if you actually have the time to meal prep. Now, you might decide that I want to make a seven course meal for myself every single day. Do you realistically have the time to do that? If you're somebody who says, I don't have time to eat healthy, I don't have time to lose weight, I don't have time to do this, how is cooking seven meals in a day every single day going to actually help you run your time effectively spoiler alert you do not need to have a seven course meal if you're trying to meal prep and you don't have time to meal prep so today's episode six steps to effortless i can't say the word six steps to effortlessly create a meal plan that works do you ever feel like it's easy to eat a bowl of cereal then come up with ideas for low effort but nourishing recipes because you really hate cold food and salads are not it for you the men load of it when you're spending hours on strategy and generating original ideas and content can leave you mentally exhausted. I mean, even asking yourself, what do I want to eat can feel exhausting in itself. Hello friends, my name is Verona and you're listening to the Lose Weight with Macros podcast where we break down macros-based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life. And because I know accountability is key, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, making sure this isn't just another failed diet attempt for you to start over again on Monday. So grab a pen or just use Apple Notes and let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome back, friends, to a brand new episode of Lose Weight with Macros, the podcast with me, your host, Verona. Now, in today's episode, I'm not going to say the word again, but we're going to help you make six steps to create a meal plan that actually works. Now, firstly, you do need to evaluate your schedule because the first step before you even decide what you're going to have, before you even go out to buy the shopping, before you even take out the containers, before you even attempt to cook anything, the first step in any successful meal plan is evaluating your schedule. Knowing what you're up against during the week will actually help you plan effectively because you can actually have all the willpower in the world, but that's not going to work. If you don't know what you're up against, if you don't know the realistic time frame that you do have, then you could be wishing all you want, but it ain't going to work. All right. So Sarah asks, how do I fit meal planning into an already busy schedule? Now, this is the ultimate question, isn't it, Sarah? But start by designating a specific time every week for meal planning. Now, it doesn't need to be the same day every single week because life happens and your plans change, but you're making it a non-negotiable appointment with yourself, just like you're scheduling in your clients, just like you're booking in your clients for consults. This is the same thing when it comes to your meal prep. Even if you're meal prepping for 30 minutes, that can make a whole difference. Now, speaking of 30 minutes, this is something that I go into in the free meal prep course. If you do have the time, vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash free to exactly teach you how to do this the way that I've done it, the way that my clients have done it. And so you can get started on this course. Now, secondly, you want to take inventory. You want to know what's in your fridge. You want to know what's in your cupboards before you go to the supermarket. Knowing this can actually save you time and can actually save you money. Now, Emily asked a fantastic question. What should I focus on when I'm taking inventory? One of the things that you do want to consider are perishable and non-perishable items. Aim is you want to get to the position or you want to get to the point where you're actually using up everything that you already have, especially items that are close to their expiration date or expiry date expiration, everything that is in their expiry date. So if it's expiring soon, that's something that you want to cook up really quickly. 
And if you're somebody who's in doubt about it, one of the things that I did in the meal prep cookbook is actually gave you a guide as to how to store your food. And that's something that I'm talking to my clients about when they book their pantry makeover session with me. This is the things that we cover as well. So we're not just talking about perishable items, but we're also talking about non-perishable items as well. So it's important to use the things up that you have already. Now, the next step is to choose simple. Now, when it comes to meal prep, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can make things so much harder than it needs to be. Now, when it comes to meal prep, meal prep in the beginning stages is beyond easy. So it is a little bit of a thing where you have to do, you have to do it intentionally. You can't just, you know, want to do all of the hard things and think you're going to succeed. And I think that's why so many of us have trouble when it comes to trying to do meal prep. We don't succeed very well. And we don't do it very well because it's hard work and we make it complicated. So this is where you're choosing simple, but then you're choosing ingredients that are versatile. So choose ingredients that are versatile and they can be used in multiple recipes, not just one single recipe or one single ingredient that can be used in this one recipe. You finish it and then you've got to make something new for lunch, for dinner and then your snacks. You want to think about things like quinoa, if your body can handle these type of carbohydrates, chicken breast or chicken thighs, because chicken breast gets a little bit dry after a while. Then you can include things like seasonal veggies. I don't think I've ever tasted jicama, but when I was knee deep in my keto, I tried to get jicama fries, but they're not always in season over here. So they may be more in season over in Canada or in the States, wherever in the world you are, but they tried to make me have jicama fries. I got Swede fries? That was not fries. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but there was no fries, okay? But when you're having versatile ingredients, it's important to have things that you can have all year round, or at least be able to get them a little bit easier. Now, moving on to my question, question from Rebecca says, how many ingredients should I focus on? How long is a piece of string? I mean, I mean, there's no set number. You can put loads of things in it if you want. You can put onions, you can put peppers, you can put sweet peppers or capsicum, depending on what part of the world you're in. That's what they call it. You could do any of those things. But the difference is, is that going to taste nice? So if I was to give you a recommendation, you could choose four to six core ingredients for the week. They could be any core ingredients you want, depending on what you're doing, depending on what you're trying to create, depending on what kind of meal plan that you want to go for. And if you're stuck on what meal plan to go for, then head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash pantry. And that's where I'll do this pantry makeover with you to help you navigate your pantry, navigate your fridge, what things you do have in there. So you don't need to feel like when it comes to meal prepping, you need to throw away every single thing that you've got in your pantry and your fridge and then start over. The reality is you're going to end up going back to what you've done because you open up the fridge and you're like, oh, I have no food. That's why when it comes to these fitness trainers that come in, they tend to be like more commercialized fitness trainers though. But even sometimes you can get commercialized PTs that tell you to throw away your six pack of Coke. Um, Go and sit down respectfully, sir. Go and sit down because I don't know where you're going with that. But if you come and told me that, I'll tell you to go and sit down because I'll be like, next, <laughs> give me a next personal trainer. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Because that's a little bit realistic. That's not going to happen for you. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like, you're going to start to loathe and resent the personal trainer for telling you to go and throw away the foods that you are currently addicted to. That ain't gonna work. So you're choosing four to six key ingredients that you can have throughout the week that you know that you can cook, you're confident with, then you can expand. Number four, planning your meals. Now, this is a little bit obvious, this one. We know the saying, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That seems to be ingrained into our heads as entrepreneurs, right? But once you've got your ingredients, this is when you can start planning your meals. Include snacks, you know. If you're somebody who likes to snack 
and you make sure that you include them. They don't need to be your high sugar, high processed snacks and protein bars are not food. Okay, if you're somebody who wants to increase your protein, protein bars are a little bit as a top up. The best way to increase your protein is to have lean sources of protein like chicken breast, turkey breast, bison, all of the meats that you can have, the beef, the livers, etc. All of those things that you can have or even plant-based if you're somebody who's plant-based. But you can have these things and to increase your protein naturally with actual food sources rather than relying on protein. Now don't get it twisted. What I'm not saying here is, oh my goodness, you can't have a protein bar. If you do want a protein bar, great. If you do want a shake, great. But that comes alongside. It's an acting as a complement, not a foundation. And that's why tracking your food and tracking your your protein at least can help you determine what level of protein that you have. And this goes on to my question nicely that Tina asks, any apps that you recommend for meal planning? I absolutely recommend MyFitnessPal. There are other apps that you can, Chronometer, Macros Tax, there are loads of other apps that you can have. Some lose it, but lose it's got a long list of questions that they ask you when you sign up to the app. But if you've got time to do that, great. But they also want another thing to be aware of also, the apps actually give you a limited amount of calories. No matter what app you're in and no matter where you are, they tend to give you bird food calories, aka 1200 calories. Why? It just seems to be the formula. If I had time to code an app, I would have created one that doesn't do that. But all of the apps have that default code where it goes to 1200 calories. I don't understand why they like to do that. Anyway, those are my responses, Tina. There are many out there, but the focus should be on the one that lets you customize plans that according to your nutrition needs that you have. Next, we're talking about batch cooking, which is step number five. We're on if you are counting. Now, batch cooking can be a lifesaver. Absolutely. Because you're cooking the large portions and then you're freezing them for later on. Now, Anna asks a good question in relation to this. She says, isn't food less tasty when you reheat it? Not if you do it right. Certain foods like stews or casseroles, they can often taste even better when they're reheated. Now, when you're looking into things like rice, etc., these are things that you need to be careful of and more aware of. But if you're somebody who knows how to put it down in the kitchen and you know how to throw it down, oh, the second day food, mm, my man, it's going to taste so good. So lastly, you want to keep it flexible. Okay. But you do want to keep it flexible because life happens. And sometimes when life happens, especially if you're doing a diet, the diet culture gets you to think and to believe oh my goodness, life has happened. That means I need to ditch my meal plan. And that means that I'm a failure. No, it doesn't. It just means that life has happened. And right now you need to hit pause. And if drive through Daisy's, Wendy's, Billy's or Bob's or wherever it is that you go to is right near where you're happy, where life is happening for you, that makes sense. Okay. You don't have to get a double burger. You don't have to get any of those things. You could go for a salad. Like the other day, there's a Wendy's that's opened up further away from where I live. But I had a Wendy's and instead of the bun, I had a lettuce. I had lettuce. No, lettuce is not a bun. But I just had, I just decided to skip the bread that day. Not because I'm afraid of bread, not because I'm scared of bread. But in actual fact, my body can't actually metabolize the carbohydrates that are in the simple carbs, breads, cakes, sweets, chocolates and all of those things. It actually does an opposite thing for me, distends my belly, all of that stuff. So I am on a, this is, if you've heard me before, I have always said that I'm on a mission to take those foods out of my life for good. It is blimmin' hard. (laughs) It is not easy. It's hard. It's a challenge. But I know my long term plan. Now, I, as my own nutrition coach, I'm creating my own plan, which is why I don't actually track macros at this moment in time, because I'm going through all of these nutritional changes and I'm still losing weight. So even though I am a macros coach and I've got the skills behind me, now I know enough. I've been tracking macros for a number of years. I know enough to be able to measure out my food and I'm still losing weight. I haven't stood on the scale for ages, about a whole month. I stood on it and I'm like, oh, 
I've gone down five pounds. So even if you're tracking macros, or even if you're not, even if you're meal prepping, even if you're meal planning, the idea is to have a an adequate amount of protein, carbohydrates and fats and quality sources so that your body can ingest the minerals that it's getting from those foods. My body, there are certain carbohydrates through tests that I've done, which is why when my clients are doing the, the roadmap with me, we do the blood test and the stools test to understand what your body is going through. That's in depth. So this isn't, you know, coaching for everybody because everybody doesn't make it to this level. But if you are somebody who wants this level of health, then it's about understanding, yes, life happens. It's okay to adjust, but it's also okay if you're in that position in your life and that's what you want to eat, you can absolutely eat that. It doesn't mean that it's going to derail you. It doesn't mean that your progress is going to get lost. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that life is happening for you right now and you're really going through the trenches. I need to pray for somebody and then you need to do what you need to do. And this is where people and family rally around you and then they bring meals to your house. So this is how flexible it is. It doesn't mean you can still portion it out foods. You can still do all of these things. There's a mentality and there's a belief system that we have when we go through dieting that really messes us up. Whether you're a business owner, whether you're earning six figures in the, in your, in the bank, but your mindset needs a little bit of catching up with your zeros in your account. So if you're somebody who's a six-figure business owner, you need to be thinking six business, six-figure business thoughts, especially when it comes to self-sabotage. So then sometimes it can be a little bit of a mismatch. Now I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent. I tend to do that because it's I'm being flexible here in this podcast. Yes, I've got my notes. Yes, I've got the way to get the points that I want to touch on. But it's important to be flexible. You see how I'm being flexible. So somebody has asked, Laura has actually asked, what if I miss a day of my meal plan? Well, I kind of gave you the answer without even going into your question, but it's completely fine. The idea is to have a structure. Great, but it's not a strict regimen like diets. If you're somebody who's been caught up in diets before, you know how hard that is because every minute they're constantly telling you don't eat carbs, don't eat this. And ironically, the information that I found out then, don't eat carbs, was actually telling you not to eat this, the carbohydrates that my body now can no longer digest properly. And I used to think, why is it that I can have cheese? Dairy? Absolutely not. Can't have dairy. If it comes to, if I have ice cream, ice cream in the summer, it literally feels like my throat is closing. It's not an allergy, but the intolerance is so severe that for me, it feels like my throat is closing. It's not a nice feeling. But if I ate pizza or I ate cheese, I didn't have a reaction like that. But I'm understanding it's the types of lactose and, oh, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff, but it's interesting. So when they say carbohydrates and have a low carb diet, low carb doesn't mean no carbohydrates. You're just being selective with the type of carbohydrates that your body can digest. And over time, you begin to see that some of you might not be able to digest simple carbohydrates. And so it comes up in your skin, but you might not know what that is or where the cause is. That's why skin hair strand tests and blood tests are key and crucial to tell you that information, then we can map out your nutrition plan, much like I'm doing. But if you miss a day, it's completely fine. The idea is not to have a strict regimen unless your body needs that effectively like mine does. We've come to the end of this episode and if all of this sounds good, but you're thinking, well, I need more guidance. I need something that actually kind of takes into consideration my kids, my work, my job, my life, <laughs> my husband, my single life, whatever it is that you're in, then head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash pantry. This is where you can book your pantry makeover with me and I'll give you a customized plan that takes into account how you can utilize your pantry effectively for the goals that you have. 
We're not overturning it. We're not winging it on a wing and a prayer. It isn't a whole heap of willpower or motivation. It's getting into the crux of your whole pantry, your fridge, and a few other questions that are in the application form. vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash pantry. And just like that, friend, we've come to the end of today's episode. You've been listening to Lose Weight with Macros. I'm your host, Verona, where we break down macros-based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life. Now, friends, if you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to leave a review and share it with another solopreneur or small business owner. Together, we're going to help you find the time that you do have to meal prep in a way that is so not boring. And my friends, if you're interested in coaching or the courses, head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk and I'll see you in the next one.